In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karen Kamule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Greetings, welcome. This is Word Anchor Podcast. This episode is titled, Make Your Choices Wisely. A human being is an object of choice. A lot of things happen in our lives, and those are the things that may not be our choices. But God has given us the ability to choose how we deal with those situations. So we are going to talk about the choices that we make, whether good or bad, whether wrong or right. If you go back in the beginning, God gave Adam a choice. Right in the beginning, they would choose whether to eat all the fruit God has given them or and leave just one, or they would disobey God and eat that forbidden fruit. You see, most failures are the result of their own choices. You choose a subject that is too difficult for you. Maybe you choose a career path that is not suitable for your personality. And then when things get bad in the office or in your workplace, you then get depressed and anxious because you really do not fit in that organization. You choose a bad husband or wife and your life is miserable until you decide to divorce. You find that this person is actually not compatible to you. You are you, you are using the wrong basis, beauty, money, connections, and all sorts of wrong things instead of choosing the person that is right for you on the right basis. So you also choose which religion to ascribe to, which God to serve. This generation, our children, they have more choices or they are more choice-oriented than us growing up. We didn't negotiate as they do now. You tell them 6 o'clock, they'll say 7 o'clock, I'll call an Uber. You tell them, no, you must do this at school. They say, no, I don't like this. I want to do that. So we grew up more obedient than they. Not to say they are disobedient, but they are alive to the responsibility to choose. Choose what is right for them. And of course, as parents, it is our responsibility to guide them. So choice comes with responsibility. As human beings, we are more comfortable making the choice than facing the results that emanates from the choices that we have made if the results are bad. If you go back, Adam and Eve, if they had made the right choice right in the beginning, we wouldn't know any mess. We would all be living life with God. But you see, they chose wrongly and were still facing the consequences of their bad choice. Israel made many bad choices after they had crossed the Red Sea. Having seen Pharaoh going straight into the Red Sea, his horses and chariots, um, having seen God doing the ten plagues um, in Egypt, people dying, the firstborn dying, firstborn of beasts and men, they still failed to take the right choices or to make the right choices. They murmured and complained instead of praying when they faced troubles and challenges. They made an idol instead of waiting for Moses to come down and continue worshipping the unseen God. They gave up quickly and chose to view Egypt as better than the suffering that they were facing in the wilderness. You see, troubles can make you to choose wrongly. One of the biggest wrong choice that they made was to refuse to take the promised land the first time around. 
You see, they listened to the ten fearful spies and believed their report and were afraid to go to the land. They quickly forgot how God had destroyed Pharaoh's horses and chariots in the Red Sea. They saw the enemy in the promised land as bigger than their God. Oh, God forbid. You see, Israel decided that Moses was no longer the best leader for them. They would choose their own leader and go back to Egypt. Right at the brink of them going into the promised land, they make the worst choice that they could have made. Imagine how they looked before the people of the land. They were a people that were brought by a God to the land of the Canaanites. And that God failed to get them inside. Imagine how that made God to look like. What do the people say about this God? Is he not the one that makes promises that he cannot keep? They made God to look as incapable, unfaithful, and not trustworthy. If Abraham could rise and see his people walking back to Egypt instead of the promised land, he would be seriously disappointed. And that is what we do today. When we fail to take the promises of God, we are making our God to look like he is incapable, he is less powerful. We are making it look like the God that we serve is at the same level as the gods of the land. Oh my God. We, we make it look like God cannot heal. Sometimes we read on social media, servants of God that cannot fathom the idea that the dead can rise. So if somebody dies before that servant of God, that servant of God will not do the first thing you're supposed to do. Pray for that person to rise from the dead. At times we make the wrong choices because we are afraid of the difficulty of the right choice. What will people say if this person does not rise? Is it because you told them that you are the one that raises the dead? Or did you tell them that I'm going to pray for God to raise this person up from the dead? Because God wants you to pray. You don't have power at all to raise the person who is dead, except if God does it. But you must do something for God to raise the person who is dead. So we go back to Egypt. We go back to a fearful people, to a, a, a land of slavery, a, a, a place of slavery, a, a, a life of slavery, because we are afraid of facing the enemy head on. I remember when I registered for a BCom degree, long time ago, my first choice was BCom administration. I chose the stream because I did not want to do statistics. And it looked like maths, which I hated. I hated statistics because I thought it was as difficult as math was. I had failed maths. So I did that uh, BCom administration in the first year and then decided to do accounting stream in the second year. So I went back to my original desire to do a BCom degree in accounting. I had to face statistics head on and I failed dismally. I repeated that course in the last year and had to prepare my mind everything that I had, that I had to pass it. I had to tell myself this course I will pass. I had to finish that degree in that year. So I put more effort in support of my choice and I passed and I finished my BCom degree record time. Now back to Israel, they made the wrong choice because they were afraid. They made the wrong choice because they did not believe God will help them and God punished them severely. All the men of war, 20 years and above, would die in the wilderness over a period of 40 years. They walked back the way of Egypt as they had wished, wandered around the wilderness, waiting for each and every one from that generation to die. One 
by one until the last one. Only Joshua and Caleb remained. My God. Eventually, even Moses died right after he had given them instructions as recorded in the book of Deuteronomy. If we read in Deuteronomy chapter 28, there are recorded blessings that Moses spoke about from God and curses that God spoke to Israel. They had a choice to do well and receive the blessing or to do bad and receive the curses. Today, you'll sit and hear there is a family curse. You ask yourself, who did what wrong in that family? When? Who chose to do the wrong thing that brought that curse in that family? Moses gave them instructions and said they had to choose life. Choose life, not just a blessing. Everything that he said was from God. If they chose the good things, they were literally choosing God. If they had chosen God the first time around, they would have long settled in Canaan. But they chose Egypt instead of God and his land, and they died in the wilderness. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19 says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both you and your descendants may live. God was not saying their choice was about physical life and death immediately. Their choice in obeying God was life. Their choice in disobeying God was death. Death to their relationship with God. Death to eternal life with God. You see, God said to Adam, If you eat of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. Yet Adam lived for centuries after and died a very old man, dead to God in the beginning, and not at his physical death. Adam was separated from God. To God he was dead, though he was alive physically. God prepared leaves for them, Adam and Eve, when they were alive and had just sinned, but they were dead to him. He would not have a relationship with them until they died physically. The benefit of choosing to obey God is life. Jesus said clearly, I am the resurrection and the life. Not that I will give you life. I am the life. So if you are in me and you are with me, you are in life and you are with life. Life is God. So if you choose God, you're choosing life. Jesus also said, I am the way and the truth and the life. So if you are choosing me, you are choosing the right way. If you are choosing me, you are choosing the truth. Everything else the devil says is a lie because he is the father of lies right from the beginning. If you're choosing Jesus, you are choosing life. You will ask yourself, what is this thing? Because I'm going to die anyway. If Jesus tarries, you're going to die the physical death. But if you choose life and you choose Jesus, you are going to live eternally. But before we even get to eternity, the life that you choose here on earth, what kind of equality is that? Because when you're choosing Jesus, you are choosing life. Life in your children, life in your marriage, life in your business, life in your workplace. So if you literally choose Jesus over everything else, follow him as his disciples did, then you choose life. He says, choose life, choose Jesus. In him was life and the life was the light of men. Praise God. So in the book of John chapter one, this is the scripture that I'm taking this uh, message from. So those who do not choose Jesus are not choosing life and therefore are not getting the light. They are walking in darkness. Darkness is the absence of life and 
Darkness is the absence of light. And a life of darkness is devoid of Jesus. So if there is no Jesus in your life, then there is darkness. There is no two ways about it. Some will think just because they choose to say a prayer of accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior, then go back and live life as before, choose the devil and all his darkness, and continue without the light, which is Jesus. They think all is well, but life is not with them. Because there are people that will do this to please a friend, to do to please a parent. No, I said that prayer. Sometimes they will say it so that you will shut up if you are actually preaching to them. Oh, let's please this person because if we don't, he's going to pester us. John explained thus. He said, they came from us, but they were not of us. You see, they joined our church. They gave their offerings. They fellowshiped with us, but they still lived in darkness. They refused to repent and follow Jesus, who is the life. There are those people that Jesus Christ said, follow me. They said, I still have God to go and bury my father. They said, I believe in you, Jesus, but I still want to go back and do one, two, three. One said, I I just took a bride. I need to go take care of that woman. The other did not even try because he had uh, so much um, wealth that he did not want to let go of. So they met Jesus. They spoke to Jesus. They did not say, we hate to Jesus. We do not want you. There's something else that held them back. They believed the words that he was speaking, but they were not prepared to act on what they were believing in. They were like Judas, who walked and talked and ate with Jesus for three and a half years, but he still turned away from Jesus. Choosing Jesus is making him Lord over your life. Being Lord means you obey him. You become a slave to him. You follow his instructions. When he says this, you do it. He says he will write the law in our hearts. So how can he do that if the heart is full of the devil? Because for God, for Jesus to write that law in your heart, you must open up your heart. You must be prepared to let go of the things that were holding you in darkness. You cannot say, I believe in Jesus, but I still want to use all the things that I used as a medium. You cannot say, I am serving Jesus, whilst you are still using the things that you used before when you you were a, a medium or the things that you got from mediums. You choose Jesus or you choose the medium. There is no gray area. This is not just about sin, but choosing life is choosing everything about Jesus. He said, for instance, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. So you have a choice to be a peacemaker or unforgiving and bitter. If you choose unforgiveness, you become sick with bitterness. You become anxious. You become depressed. You are angry and your lifespan is affected. It's not just um, spiritual death, but it is physical death. Some people who kill others or themselves simply because they cannot make peace. So when Jesus Christ said, blessed are the peacemakers, he didn't say be a fool. He knew that if you are a peacemaker, you are actually promoting life. You are choosing life. Jesus Christ gave the disciples power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. They had a choice to use the authority or bow down to demons and be defeated all the time. God says even today, choose life. Life is Jesus. Jesus gives you the authority and the power. Choose to use the weapon he has given you, child of God. Choose to use that weapon. He says, I've given you this authority. Use it. He says, I've given you the power. 
Use it. Don't sit and say, I don't feel I have the power. I don't feel I have the authority. You take the authority and you go and use it. If the president gives an instruction to the director general, for example, and says, I give you authority to take such decision and that decision and that decision. If the DG does not take that decision, that DG has chosen not to use the authority the president has given him. But it doesn't nullify that the DG has authority from the president. So the fact that you are not casting out demons does not mean you don't have the authority over them. But it means that you've chosen not to use that authority and the demons are happy because you are not threatening them at all. Jesus has given us the authority and the power. Choose to use the weapon that he has given you, child of God. What do people do these days in this area of authority and power? They wait for the men on the pulpit to take authority over the demons and to cast them out. And the man in the pulpit is also not choosing to cast the demons out because he thinks he is not anointed to do deliverance. Now both the follower and the leader are running away from a demon. Is that not death, child of God? Demons will kill you. Read about what they did to the men of the Gadarenes. He cut himself. He threw stones at people. He chased them away. He was wild, not to other people, also to himself. The young boy that had epilepsy, that demon will throw him into the fire to kill him. There are people that when they have an epileptic fit, they die immediately. The demon will try to kill you unless you kill it yourself. Is it not death? To choose not to cast the demon? God says choose life. Just like Israel. Choose life. Choose God. Choose him. Jesus tells you what to do if you are in him. Choose him. He will tell you how to cast that thing out. Sometimes you think, I don't know what to say to this thing. I've heard them saying fire. I've heard them say I cast you out. I've heard them saying I bind you and all of those things. Say whatever the spirit leads you to say. Say it. If you don't know anything else, go read. How did Jesus cast out demons? How? You unclean spirit, I command you, come out of the man. Simple, straightforward instruction. Practice that. Do that until that demon hears you and leave. If you can read all the words of Jesus, child of God, and believe them and obey them, you have chosen life. Praise God. The disciples chose Jesus when he said, follow me. And many of the problems we face today, are because we have failed to choose to use all the weapons that Jesus has given us. We are not different from the people of Israel who were facing the giants in that land and they retreated to the comfort of Egypt in their mind. In the book of Luke chapter 10 verse 18 to 19, Jesus Christ said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Praise God. I remember when my sister had COVID and some spirits came to her room and she perceived that it was actually about death, that she was about to die. And she started casting those things out. We were praying with her throughout. And she started casting those things out. She started telling them, I am not going. I am not going with you. I'm not coming with you. I remember shouting these words, trample on them, child of God. I was shouting on the phone on the other side, trample on them, child of God. Trample on them. I was telling her to do what the word of God says, what Jesus Christ said, 
trample on the serpents and scorpions, trample over them, over all the power of the enemy. I was saying, kick them, trample them, cast them out, tell them to go. She's the one that was seeing them. I wasn't seeing anything, but I could hear on the other side that she was facing a battle that we did not even understand. And she did trample on them. She did trample on them. Within 30 minutes, those things were gone. And she was healed. Took off that mask. She took off that um, oxygen um, uh, thingy that was on, on, him, on her nose. She was able to breathe. She threw all the blankets away. And we started praising and worshiping God for two to three hours. God has given us that authority. He will not trample those things for us. He wants us to trample on them. He wants us to fight. He wants us to stand against them at all times. He wants us to choose him. You choose him. You say, I have that authority. I'm standing against you, you devils. You choose to use that. God is not going to force you to use that authority. He has given it to you. Take it or leave it. But he still says to you, choose life. Choose him. Choose his word. In Mark chapter 11, verse 22 to 24, it says, Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Praise the Lord. He's telling us what to do. If we choose Jesus, if we choose to make him Lord of our lives, then we'll choose to have faith in him. We'll choose to say to mountains, go away, move from here, be cast into the sea. We'll choose to not doubt in our hearts. We'll choose to believe that these things that we're saying will be done. And this word promises us that if we do these things, we'll have whatever we say. When we pray, we must believe. Tell yourself, I believe until you know you believe. The choice is not about salvation only, but living a life of victory, child of God. Choose life. Choose Jesus. Choose his word. Choose his promises. Wait on him. Be grounded in your choice. Do not be shaken by the situation. Choose Jesus even when persecuted. Choose Jesus even when you are hungry. Choose Jesus even when you are sick in your body. Paul says, be fully armed in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10. Be fully armed. Take on the whole armor of God. He says, stand therefore. And after you have done everything, stand. So he knows that your standing will be shaken. But after the shaking, stand again. You'll be shaken again. After the shaking, stand again. There are witches out there. There are wizards out there. There are evil people. There are demons. There are principalities and there are powers. All of these things, they have one job to shake you until you fall. Child of God, choose to stand and remain standing. Like a palm tree, child of God, the wind blows and it bends and gets up again. Be like that. Choose life. Rise again. Stand with God at all times. You say, right now I'm broke. Stand with God. Stand with him. Choose his word. He is God that owns the silver and the gold. Choose him. In him is gold. In him is silver. In him is the cattle on a thousand hills. In him is the, the earth and, his, and its fullness. It belongs to him. So if you choose the devil, the devil has nothing to give you. It's going to give you trouble and lie. Choose God. He is worthy of your trust. 
Believe in him and choose to stand with him. Find a word for your situation, child of God. And say, Father, I'm standing with you on this one. I'm not moving. I believe this, your word. Yes, I feel the sickness. I feel the pain. But I also believe your word. By your stripes I am healed. I also believe your word. It is you that teaches me how to make wealth. I also believe your word. The righteous are never forsaken. And their children never beg for bread. I also believe your word. Whatever I bind on this earth will be bound in heaven. I believe your word. That you will meet my needs according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus. I believe your word. That you'll give me the peace of God that surpasses human understanding. I believe your word. I choose life. Choose life, child of God, and live. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.